2: When you work with Von Segrin Designs, you support small businesses throughout the region. Allow Von Segrin Design to create a custom, fresh-hand, burned-piece wood for your home or business. You can link up with them at V-O-N-S-E-G-G-E-R-D-N-E-S-I-1 and at V-O-N-S-E-G-G-E-R-N underscore designs. So check them out on Facebook and Twitter and uh, Instagram as well. Uh, go big red and uh let 's start the podcast
1: did that. Put him in the aisle. Uh, Kellogg gets a shotgun snap. Final play of the game. Ron waiting for the wideouts to get downfield. Launches the throw down toward the goal line going up. Ball tipped in the end. out. Jordan Westerkamp. Nebraska wins the game on the final play of the contest. Oh, baby. By back to throw is Martinez, jumping. Chase throws it out, a flat, Burkhead makes a catch, sits a tackle, 25-20, 15-10, 20, 5,
2: Rex Burkhead touchdown, a rescue! A- Thanks for joining us tonight, uh, we got Zach here, joined by Fitz. Fitz, what's up boss?
0: not much um, I'm just working with my computer and a, a big smile just came over myself because I got it side by side on the screen what we talked about before so I'm just kind of geeking out about that so anyway um, I'm doing I'm doing well doing well just uh, enjoying enjoying the day um, yeah just waiting for you to, to follow up with what uh, what you need to tell me uh, based on the day and we're good to go
2: well, that's fabulous because I don't know what I need what I need to tell you for the day. And I'm so glad that you got a smile on your face with your artwork that you're going to provide <laughs> to the world. So let's move on to the reason that everybody's here today. We are joined by our guest, uh, current Nebraska wide receiver, uh, Isaiah Garcia Castaneda. Isaiah, what's going on, my man? How are you tonight?
1: Doing good, doing good. I appreciate you for having me on. I'm excited for this. Yeah, we appreciate you taking the time to come on with
2: us and uh, be able to talk some football and personal stuff and all the kind of good, fun stuff uh, that we we can provide here. Um, you know, you're you're obviously from outside the state here. You went to was uh, New Mexico State, correct? Yes, sir. Perfect. What was uh what was it like making the transition from New Mexico State to Nebraska? Um, what what was that transition like for you?
1: Um, You know, honestly, it wasn't super drastic. Uh, I think since I was at New Mexico State last season, we got to play a lot of other bigger schools. I played against Kentucky and played against a lot of Mountain West schools. So um, having that one year, one season of FBS level football under my belt kind of helped me a lot, I feel like. And coming in to Nebraska, it was still definitely a, a little bit of a higher jump for sure, but it wasn't, you know, something I thought I couldn't, you know, quickly adjust to and get settled in with. So overall, it was, it was a good transition, smooth transition. Everything has been going really good, you know, since the past few months and since I've been here, I enjoy it here a lot.
0: It's It's been well documented that um, New Mexico and then UConn, New Mexico State and UConn were the two schools when COVID hit um, in the in, in the fall of, what, 2021, 20, sorry, um, how was that for you to kind of work through that? You stayed at New Mexico State. Some guys, you know, transferred out. You had, I'm sure there were some tough decisions to make. Is that, has that been something that you really had to, to kind of work back through? And did it take longer than you expected? Or was it just kind of, hey, let's, let's keep going, let's push forward. And then, you know, you had to take care of, you know, yourself to be ready to play, you know, things like that. How was that for you?
1: It was definitely tough at first, like when we first found out the news that our season was canceled, it was, you know, it was tough because all of us wanted to play, but looking back on it now, I think it was honestly a blessing for me personally, just because it allowed me to go through a full off season at of FBS program, start developing myself as a, as a young man, as a player and stuff, and as a person. So I think it actually helped me a lot, um, like in preparation for the 2021 season, I felt you know 10 times better going into the 2021 season than I did back in the fall of 2020 so just physically mentally and you know everything with the playbook and stuff like that so um it was just one of those things that I just kind of had to kind of sit back and just okay it's can't do anything about it so let's just put my head down and like, let's just go to work so it's kind of how it ended up and you know it definitely worked out in my favor today so
0: what was the what was your process when you kind of decided, Hey, I think I'm going to, I got to dip my toes in the, in the transfer pool here, um, in the portal. What was that like for you? Were you, were you hesitant or did you just say, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to try this and see what, see what opportunities I have. And were you, I guess, kind of wrapping that up, were you willing and, and ready to just kind of go wherever you needed to personally?
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, about midway through the 2021 season, uh, everybody on my team, we all knew that our coaching staff wasn't going to be there anymore. So uh, since probably about midway, I kind of had an idea like, okay, once the season's over, there's probably a, a great chance that I might enter the transfer portal just because I felt like that was going to be you know, what was best for me. So by the time the season ended, um, I talked to my coaches who were on the staff there and they actually encouraged me to enter the transfer portal and they felt I would be able to pick up you know some nice offers. So um, I was a little bit hesitant just because there's always, you know, going into it, I didn't know what to expect. You know, I didn't know who was gonna, you know, be interested in me if I was gonna get any offer. So it was, that part was a little bit hesitant, but it wasn't too bad. Once I was in, honestly, that first week after I entered the transfer portal was like the most my phone had ever been like blowing up ever in my life. It was honestly pretty intense that whole first week. I was on the phone with coaches you know, literally all day, every day. So it was a, a crazy experience, but it was really dope because I didn't get that big recruiting experience out of high school or out of junior college at first. So that was like really my recruiting experience that, you know, a lot of guys get to experience out of high school. So it was pretty cool. But um, at yeah, at that point, once I was in the portal, it was just kind of like, all right, I got two years left. I need to make sure that wherever I go, is gonna be home for the next two years and I wanted to make sure I was in a place where I felt like I could succeed not only on the field, but you know, just overall as a person, as a as a student, as a as a human being. So it was really an important decision for me for sure. But you no, know, I think I made the the right choice, definitely.
2: When you uh, committed to the University of Nebraska, was I, I can't remember, was was Mickey Joseph the wide receiver coach yet, or was it was it previous?
1: No, he was the wide receiver coach. Okay, so yeah.
2: that, that that's what I thought that you had committed under under Joseph. Um you, just in the time that you've been working under him have you noticed your game is kind of going already to the next level or starting to advance um since since you've been healthy with the um hamstring and everything?
1: Yeah, definitely. Um I think the whole mental part of the game, I feel like I really uh, made big strides since I've been healthy, really since I got here, even when I was injured, um, you know, during spring ball and stuff, sitting back and just being a sponge and just absorbing everything I could and learning from not only Coach Mickey, but everybody else on the staff. Like, I feel like I've definitely learned a lot. And Coach Mickey is a, definitely a player's coach and he's somebody that, you know, us as receivers, we want to play for a guy like that. So it's not, doesn't make it difficult to want to learn, and learn. You know, new things for him, but he's definitely a good coach. I've learned a lot, uh, you know, physically, just receiver play, but also mentally and the me- mental aspect of the game. I've learned a lot. So I feel really confident with Coach Mickey as my coach for sure. So you with, go ahead, Zach. Oh, I was
2: just going to say, you know, with him being a guy that's been so successful getting guys ready for the next level, was that a um, one of the components on, on committing to play for him? Was the ability to be developed by a guy who is proficient at getting guys to the next level.
1: Yeah, no, definitely. Um, I remember when Nebraska first reached out to me, uh, it was like, okay, whoa, this is big time. Like this is University of Nebraska. And then when I found out that Mickey was going to, was getting hired as the receiver coach, that kind of definitely changed the game for me for sure. And I was like, okay, like, this is definitely a program that I want to, you know, take serious and, and, you know, look at. And so after talking with him and coming down on my official visit and meeting him in person, like it was, we, we hit it off like right away. He's, me and him get along really good, treated me really well. So it was kind of like, kind of a no brainer at that point. Once I had, you know, been around him and got to actually come out here, see what it was like, you know, hear from the rest of the staff, it was, you know, it felt like home. So it was, it was an easy decision, honestly.
0: Connected to that with, you know, you have Coach Joseph now recruiting you to uh, to transfer to Nebraska. Um, but another player who was there the, the year before, Samari Ture, is that is that somebody you kind of looked at and said, OK, um, he's coming from kind of the same area that I am coming from, from, you know, the playing level, things like that. Maybe even a similar skill set in a way, because, um, you know, just from your, your highlights, number, I, I, I figured out that you can't coach speed – And you can't coach your speed. So, I mean, you bring that, you bring that to the table. um, So it was, you know, now seeing that, you know, Torres with the Packers and stuff like that, was that, did that kind of say, hey, if if he's able to do it, I can, you know, I can elevate my game to that level as well and then continue to go forward? Or is it, was it just kind of, you know, betting on yourself, obviously more than, more than anything?
1: Um, Honestly, it was a little bit of both. Uh, Definitely when I found out about Samari, uh, you know, finding out he came from, you know, FCS school and, you know, put up the numbers that he did when he was here last year, that definitely uh, gave me, like, good insight, good, a lot of confidence, because I was like, okay, if, you know, this guy, after watching his highlights and stuff, I was like, you know, this guy, he's a baller for sure. and if He's doing this from transferring from the FCS level, coming here and doing this, like, I feel like I could do the same. But at the same time, I definitely felt like I, no matter where I was going to end up, like it was, I was taking a bet on myself for sure. And it's funny that you say that because I actually just got a tattoo uh, a few months ago that says bet on yourself, my arm right here. uh, Look at that. That is slick. uh, Roulette table. The ball lands on number two. It's kind of hard to see, but it's actually funny that you said that. Cause that's kind of like a, a model that I've been living by since really since high school, you know, coming out of high school, I wasn't a big recruit. So um, yeah, I'd definitely say is I've always had that in my head the whole time. And when I was in the portal you know looking for a new home, I was, no matter where I ended up, I knew I was gonna have to you know grind for a spot, but I was ready for it because I felt like I was, I guess deserving of it in a way I felt like I put the work in to, to get where I am now. You know so I was just ready to go and just play at a, at a, at a higher level
0: that's that's very cool. So, so I know um you know people people assume and we you know same with Texas but California just kind of a football hotbed that every school is is big and every school is producing all these kids but you've said it before 29 Palms was a was a small school. So um where where is 29 Palms? So where did you grow up? And then when you when you went to Juco, where was that school at?
1: So 29 Palms is in the High Desert. I live 29 palms is about an hour away from palm springs so okay it's about an hour from palm springs two two and a half from la about three from san diego so go ahead
2: you're good you're good you're on no sorry i I was gonna say real quick there was a question by jim from minnesota because he asked this and he said uh have you ever been to the sonic burger in joshua tree in 29 palms i don't know what any of that means so that was just a message that he shot in to ask.
1: Yeah, I, I I used to go to the Sonic all the time when I was little, my parents, so uh, I know exactly what he's talking about. Um, Perfect.
2: At least one of
0: us knows now. <laughs> <laughs> and it's and I'm assuming it's not the same Sonic that we have here. Um, with no, the, it's
1: a, or, yeah, it's a regular, like regular Sonic burger, yeah. Just
0: oh, where it, it starts. So it's probably the home of it. I'm guessing that maybe it started out there type of thing.
1: I'm not sure, honestly. I just know it's been there since I moved out there when I was little and... I used to always go there all the time, so I know I know what he's what he's talking about. I know exactly what he's talking about, but um, yeah, Turner Palms, small town. Small town. Uh, I think my high school. Which I, this is the other thing I've learned really quickly that small town in California, <laughs> small town in Nebraska. Because when I when I talk to people about small town out here, they ask me like, "Oh, what's the population?" In my small town, it's about twenty three thousand people. I think twenty to twenty five thousand. And then I meet people out here and they're like, oh, I have like 600 people in my town. I'm like, oh, okay, well, a little bit of different definition of small town. But to me, that was a small town in Southern California. And uh, when I went to junior college, that was in Orange County, in Mission Viejo, California. And over there, I enjoyed my time there. There was a lot um, to do over there. It's the middle of Orange County. I When I was in junior college, I was living like five minutes from the beach. Oh. Um uh, was... Really, so much to do over there. It's a really nice area. So over there, that's where that's an area where a lot of kids, uh, where a lot of big recruits come out of. It's only kind uh, that you hear about, you know, Southern California. But where I'm from, not really anybody knows where where I live or anything like that. So, so you
0: you're betting on yourself. You you've got that now forever, um, kind of your own you know motto motivation. Hey, this is what I'm willing to do. When did you kind of realize? That you know, small school probably makes it tough, like you said, where you were located compared to others. Some of the other schools in in California. When did you kind of realize that, hey, I have the ability, I've got the speed, I've got the strength, whatever it might be, to play at that next level? Was it, was it just kind of a maturation over a season or two? Was it kind of one game where just you were unstoppable and it just continued?
1: Uh, honestly, I think when I was in junior college is when I first started realizing like I can play at the division one level because it's always been my goal since I was little to play, you know, big time, you know, football, division one football. Um, But since I wasn't recruited out of high school by, you know, I didn't have any offers, I didn't have any stars, none of that, I was good for my area. But when I took the junior college route, you know, I was like, like I said, betting on myself, taking the junior college route I was gonna find out really quick, like either you can play or you can't, you know. And so that first junior college season for me went really good, honestly, way better than I had ever expected. When I would say I started like realizing, okay, like once I started getting scholarships within that first season, I was like, all right, I I know now I can play at the FBS level. And then when I got to New Mexico State, about like midway through. The 2021 season, I kind of like feel like I realized again, like, okay, I feel like I can actually play at the power five level. Um, because even though I was at New Mexico State, which is still FBS, we still play a lot of big teams, like I still had that thought behind in the back of my head, like, am I good enough to play at the power five level? Because I didn't have power five offers out of junior college. So once I was there and started, you know, getting more tape and more, more stats at New Mexico State, I slowly started realizing like okay i think i could play at the part five level as well and once i enter the transfer portal that's when the offers started coming through so
0: well and you've only i mean to 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 regret not doing that to to not take that chance is something that i mean in any you know walk of life in any job any career anything that you're doing like that so it's the the ability and and i know you know the transfer portal is getting knocked on a little bit and there's things like that but for you personally and for all of your you know guys that are going through that it's you're you know the risk but there's also a reward and right now it's you've got the opportunity at Nebraska now it's what, whatever you're gonna be able to do with it so that's I from from a fan from outside looking in I think that's really cool
1: definitely I appreciate it thank you I was you know like you said it is definitely like one of those high risk, high reward situations going into the transfer portal. But you know, I, I think just I was very fortunate to to be able to get the the playing time that I did at New Mexico State and get the stats and the film that I did have because without that, like I don't I wouldn't have gotten anything if I entered the transfer portal. So I was, you know, glad I was able to showcase what I could while I was at New Mexico State because that definitely set me up for where I'm at now.
2: Question for you: With being a, a kid that was, you know, kind of under recruited, maybe for a number of reasons, development late, different things like that, do you felt that that helped you kind of be a, a, a work on your craft even more to say, hey, I've got to be on 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 everything that I can do to give myself any opportunity to get get to where I want to be?
1: Yeah, I would say so, definitely. I think it, it started really. Since I was little, but especially once I got to high school and stuff, like I, once I started getting closer to sophomore, junior season, started realizing like, okay, the odds of me getting a Division One scholarship is kind of slim right now just because nobody ever looks at kids at my school or in my area. So I kind of started realizing, okay, like I'm going to have to, you know, really do twice as much as what I think anybody else is doing it across the country so I think since then I definitely kind of had that uh work ethic like that mindset to to work hard harder than you know what I felt was harder than anybody else and I think that you know helped a lot and I still try and have that mindset to this day because you know at the end of the day I feel there's always somebody that's going to be better than you and there's always somebody that would wish to be in your position so it's kind of one of those things I still work on to this day.
2: With the uh, switch in the offense and you being one of the newcomers here, have has it been a, I don't want to say a, a deep learning curve or anything like that for you, but has the switch from one offense to the other offense been troublesome or anything like that with not being able to get the on-field reps? I know you're able to get the mental reps, but... You know, anyone that's played the game knows that getting out there and actually playing it and, you know, getting the physical rep, getting that muscle memory is, is a little bit different. Have you felt like you're kind of behind the eight ball at all with that?
1: Um, not really, honestly. It definitely is a difference, though. Like now that I've been healthy, and, uh, uh, you know, I've been out working out a lot and actually starting able to rep the playbook and start, you know, doing what a lot of guys got to do in spring – it's a little bit of an adjustment for sure. Just because like you said, you can know what you're doing in the film room, but as soon as you get out there on the field, like that's a whole different ball game for sure. So, um, but it's, honestly, it's just reps. That's all it takes. Just keep repping in and it does become muscle memory. So it hasn't been uh, terrible for me. Honestly, it's definitely a lot different of playbook than New Mexico State, um, but I've been able to comprehend it. I feel pretty well, so... You know, it's one of those things that just, like you said, repetition. Just that's all it takes to be able to really get it down. So,
0: so what do you what do you bring to the wide receiver room? I know I, I talked about you've got that speed. Um, I guess I'm kind of curious as you look at yourself. You know, the different. You know, are you a, are you a prolific route runner? Uh, can you go up and you know high point the ball stuff like that? But I'm I'm wondering with that speed. You know, are you, are you somebody that can can beat somebody off the line or are you the guy that when you catch it and you get going that stride, they're just not going to catch you? Or is it kind of a, both of those together?
1: Um, I kind of feel like a little bit of both, but I definitely feel like I've kind of made my money with yards after catch uh, my whole career. So I think that's one of the big uh, aspects I bring to the room is, Yards after catch, that's been something that I've, like, really took a lot of pride in. And my dad, like, has always, like, stressed that about, like, to me and stuff since I was little, just being a receiver, like, you know, what you do with the ball in your hands is one of the most important things. So I think yards after catch is definitely something that I bring to the table. Um, Speed, I feel like my over-the-top speed is definitely a a positive for me and – my hands. I'm. I'm really confident in my hands and just my catching ability overall. So,
0: I don't want to. I don't want to put too much pressure on you. But again, you know, listening to you talk, kind of going through, you know, seeing your highlights, stuff like that, and then a little bit of the comparison. But it, I kind of see, uh, in college at Marshall, kind of a Randy Moss type of comparison I don't know if you've ever thought about that yourself or if anybody's ever said that but just just the the gate with which you run uh the fluidity the hands you know like you said the the ability what you do after the catch I don't know if that's something something new or if you're just being really humble but uh it kind of there's that and you're you're a tall kid you know you're you've just you've you've got that so I don't know it it kind of comes to mind I know that's that's a big that's a big one he's uh he's one of the best but it kind of it's 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 what I see
1: I appreciate that a lot. Thank you. I've yeah, I've never actually heard that one before. That's a first, so I appreciate that. Uh, but no, I I definitely do take pride in you know those attributes that I mentioned earlier because I feel like that has brought me a long way w- within my game as a receiver.
2: I think the J I think more of like a Jalen Waddle kind of multi threat fellow. That that's kind of what I picture as. A um, couple more questions that they we have, and I think these fit in perfectly. Number one, do you, fit, are you practicing more as an interior receiver and out or a receiver on the outside? Um, that, that's question number one.
1: Um, lately I've been more outside, but uh, since I've, since I got recruited and since I've been here, the coaches have told me like they would like to use utilize me really anywhere that they can on the field. They want me to learn all the receiver positions that way I can be versatile and you know if i need to be inside they can put me inside and trust me i'm gonna get the job done so um, i plan on I, I guess mostly outside as of right now but i plan on being able to be used really wherever the coaches need me
2: so then this is part two of my question this is where the jay and waddle comparison comes in now now we all know how fast he was in college we've heard through the grapevine that Pre injury, you were one of the fastest players. My bad, my bad. The fastest player on the team previously. I guess teammates have said that about you. Is this correct? We have to have verification of this. Uh
1: honestly I don't know. <laughs> I don't oh man. It. I was hoping <laughs> I he was gonna say, the, Yeah,
2: I run a three Come on now, guys.
1: Uh, I don't I don't have the answer to that one, but um I mean I'm pretty confident in my speed. Once I get going I I like I can get going, but no, I don't have the answer to that question. Yeah, I remember, if you had I remember to, uh,
2: when he committed, yeah, just watching the video. I mean, I think – I can't remember if it was a slant route from the left side just straight down the middle of the field. No one came within 10 yards of him as he was streaking down the field. But it's just like you said, that run after catch when you catch it and, and just it, – it's it's that next level speed that you can't teach. It, it's the way that the game is going where you get the best player of the ball or your best athletes of ball get them in space and let them go. And I think that's what Nebraska seems like they're concentrating on right now. I mean, who, who do you double team? Good luck. <laughs> How do you, um,
0: and I know you're, you're coming back, getting healthy. Um, I'm sure, you know, with that though, you can, you can still catch balls, you know, in, in place, you know, just work on the hands and stuff like that. How do you as a receiver, you know, you go from high school to junior college, um, and then you go to New Mexico State, so there's another quarterback, and now you come into here, and there's five or six you know, QBs in that room, and you're catching passes from all of them. How do you kind of utilize or use that, you know, the throwing motions, the, the ball coming out of their hand, everything's going to be a little bit different. How do you kind of work through that and, and just kind of get yourself ready so that when, you know, QB number one is named, you're ready to go with that guy, then you're still connected with with QB2, stuff like that. Is it it difficult, or is that just part of, I guess, quote-unquote, being a professional?
1: Um, I think it just – a lot of that just comes with repetition and just throwing every day with the different quarterbacks and just nonstop getting repetition. Develop You slowly develop the chemistry, you know, with each of them. So then it gets to a point as a receiver, like – you line up, you see who's back there quarterback. You kind of already have an idea like, okay, you you know how, his, how he put, what kind of touch he puts on the ball. You know how it's going to come out of his hand. So I think just wrapping it all the time and, and throwing with the quarterbacks a lot, that is really what, you know, that's how you get comfortable as a receiver knowing like, okay, he throws this type of ball. I know he's going to throw. He, everybody's different. So it's just repetition. I feel like is the biggest thing that just helps solve that problem.
0: What's the coach, Coach Frost, Coach Whipple, come to you game time? Like, hey, we need this play. What's the route you're going to run, knowing that you're going to beat your guy and you're going to be able to to get whether it's a first down or a touchdown? You got a route that you just absolutely love to run.
1: Um, uh, I've been asked this before. I don't really know if I have a specific route. I, I bet I would
2: Iowa play. fan asked him before too. Fitz, trying to get that information. <laughs>
1: I would just say honestly maybe a big post I like just opening up get going so I would say maybe a big post or something or maybe a corner out or something something like that
0: in your in your video watching and and kind of you know you talked about being you know watching Samara oratory and stuff like that have you been able to see some differences um with the cornerbacks and the safeties playing in the Big Ten versus what you're coming from out of the Mountain West at New Mexico State? Is it something that you've got to kind of change your game or, you know, Coach Joseph, Those are they kind of changing it because of that or is it more changing what you do to be better just within the offense of the Huskers?
1: Uh, I think there's definitely, there's definitely a difference for sure, like within the DBs in the Big Ten than what I played against last season. Um, But I feel like now all of college football, but I think the Big Ten for sure, and us at Nebraska, I think we're starting to, you know, put the ball in the air more. That's the goal, that we're moving forward, We're trying to put the ball in the air more. So it's kind of one of those things where I feel like we know that the Big Ten has always been like a running conference now for years. But now I feel like the, the defensive backs in the Big Ten are, I would say it's – they're not used to playing against a fast-tempo type of offense and, you know, sling the ball down down the field. So that's what we're, – we're trying to get comfortable with that and develop that chemistry, you know, from receiver to quarterbacks and stuff like that. That way when we get on the field, defensive backs, it's kind of going to be like, well, they're not used to that at all. So that's kind of where we're going with it right now.
0: but. Do you anticipate more physicality from those guys, you know, right up pressure on the on the line? You know, because you, you think about exactly what you described, what, you know, Ohio, Ohio State, those receivers popped into my mind. It's like Nebraska did a great job of taking one away, and then, you know, receiver three or four goes yeah. off for Is it – I just, you know – And you try to be physical it's like well you're damned if you do you're damned if you don't Uh, is that going to be different for you or is it just kind of you play your game and you'll 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 be able to do all right
1: I think it just comes down to playing your game Um, like you said when you have more than one more than two weapons in the receiver room at the field at once on the field at once that makes a big difference for sure because then you know it puts defenses in a bind and it's like okay you can like you said you could take one guy away but what are you going to do with two and three? So uh, it just comes down to playing your game and that is going to allow your teammates to be able to get open. It all kind of just works together. So,
2: I got a question from your teammate, Chancellor Brewington. Now he sent this earlier. I think it was last week or so. So it, what is your favorite – I'll give Favorite three Drake songs. I'm I'm guessing you're a Drake fan from from what he made it sound like, so your favorite three Drake songs.
1: Um, He
2: said said favorite lyric, but I'm going to give you a little bit more leeway, and I'll go three songs. Try to make your life a little bit easier here, although we love putting people on the spot, I guess.
1: I feel like, I don't know about, song i feel like i would do better with the lyrics actually give me the lyrics
2: song. then i want lyrics i thought lyrics would be tougher
1: i had actually so there's a song what's it called it's an older song by him but i I forgot the name of it but the song i mean the lyrics he says um i had someone tell me i fell off who i needed before. so it kind of like for me Cool oh, lyrics. I think
2: that's uh, I think that's all me. I could be wrong on that one. There's, there's, I'm sure it's there's someone out there. I
1: know it's an older song of his, but I can't remember the name of it. i still listen to it all the time, but that lyric is one of my favorites just because it's kind of like one of those things. For instance, using my injury maybe as an example, like I've been out for the past few months. Maybe people don't, you know, think I'm gonna, you know, succeed or something like that. It's kind of one of those lyrics like, ooh, I had someone tell me I fell off. Ooh, I needed that. And then it kind of one of those things you use that as motivation or something like that. But that one, and then there's also another lyric from this song, uh, I'm On One. The lyric says, actually, screenshotted it because I coincidentally was listening to it last night and I knew this question was going to come up because me and Chance were laughing about this. So I screenshot. <laughs> But it says At least he gave you a heads up that it was coming, right? Well I actually saw it on Twitter. He didn't even tell me, like I saw his response. Oh, he threw you Oh the he was setting you up. He was yeah, setting he you say, up. I saw it on Twitter myself and I messaged him right away. I was like I was like I saw that comment and he was just laughing. But <laughs> this lyric is a pretty good one. It says, uh, I'm just feeling like the throne is for the taking. Watch me take it. So that's kinda like one of those things I feel like is pretty dope to just that can be applied to football. It can be applied to life, anything. And you're trying to succeed, you know, you're trying to take what you feel is yours and what you want to accomplish.
2: I mean, you got the right mindset to come in. It, I don't want to say it seems like you've got the underdog mentality because everyone says that. But, I mean, you've got the chip on, the sh- on your shoulder from coming from, let's just say coming from nothing to being where you're at at a Division One scholarship. I mean, that that's a tremendous climb you know what i mean not a lot of people have that kind of dedication um was there any point where you're like this just isn't worth it i i've put in this much and, and and i'm not getting where i want it's just not worth it
1: uh no i don't think i've really ever felt that because like i was just talking to one of my teammates yesterday i was saying like without football like i know I'd probably just i'd probably still be in college right now but like i couldn't imagine what my life would be like without football so like, all my life, I've been chasing this goal to play at a power five, like, big-time football. Like, that's always been a gold mine. So, I've just, since high school, going to junior college, that went, you know, better than I expected. Going to New Mexico State, in the moment, we weren't having a great season, but I was still able to showcase, you know, my skills to an extent and set me up to where I'm at now. So, it was just, I feel like everything happens for a reason. And, you know, I just all the trials and tribulations I just kind of try to use as motivation and just keep my head down and keep working because I feel like whatever you're going through it's going to get greater later so it's kind of what I try and live by and try and just keep pushing.
2: Yeah no you you've got the right mindset for sure um I mean you're looking at it the right way it take it as a uh Everything's a blessing, and you know you're you're not given more that you can handle. So I mean, that that seems like that's what you've done well with. Um, it, it's it's funny, literally as we announced that you were coming on this last week on three drop there a story about you you coming back from your hamstring issue. What was the issue that it that you know kind of held you back from from being on the field and being able to practice?
1: Um, so I I actually hurt my hamstring last season at New Mexico State. I want to say like week seven or eight ish it was against utah state it was the first half and i went to open up on a deep ball and the day before it wasn't feeling like a normal tightness and then when i went and opened up it i felt it like pop and so i was out for like a week or two or like a week i think in the mexico state and they just treated it as like a strain but i kind of looking back on it now i feel like i kind of partially tore it since then and so after the season was over, entered the transfer portal and I moved back home. So I wasn't like doing any like real rehab for it. I was just kinda going through the recruiting process and not doing anything, letting it heal on its own. And when I got here, I was working out here for the first month, like I was fine and it felt good. And then one day I was running routes and the day before it started feeling like not your normal tightness and when i went to open up on a route i felt that pop same feeling but if not a little bit worse actually and um they the training staff here got me an mri like two days later and that's when i found out it was actually pretty torn up like a partial tear so mm. it was worse than even they had anticipated so it was a six to eight week recovery timeline so it was just kind of of those things i was like well it was kind of more of a blessing that it happened then than, it, than rather than like fall camp or something. So um, it was, yeah, it was very unfortunate because I wanted to be out there in the spring, but it was, you know, something I just had to go through.
0: What was, so you're you're there, you're not able to play in the spring game, obviously. Mm-hmm. You're recuperating from the, and rehabbing your injury. What was that? kind of environment like for you. You know, you're Mountain West, you get you get good crowds. It's good football. It's on, you know, big T V, stuff like that. But just that that idea of a of a spring game, a practice, as I Alan Iverson would say, watching that and you're, you know, looking around at, you know, fifty, sixty thousand, just watching you guys
1: practice. Yeah, no, that was that was the first like obviously experience like somewhat of a game day experience. And I was like, wow, this is like insane that's when I really realized like fans here are a real deal because when I was out there like even though I wasn't playing it it felt weird because last season at New Mexico State we went and played at Alabama like week 10 or something like that week 9 or 10 and so I was so used to at New Mexico State being like the away team in these big stadiums and stuff and like when we had the spring game here it kind of felt weird knowing like these people are chained for the team that I'm on now and it's like it was really a dope experience and I can't even imagine like I'm super excited for the home games this fall because I know it's going to be like even better so it's definitely a crazy experience for sure
0: all right I'm going to steal I'm going to steal Zach's question you're welcome no don't don't do it
1: yep I'm going to do it
0: you can't reach through the screen and slap me anymore um happened once not going to happen again now not counting not counting go over to Ireland that's that's a, obviously a, a, an awesome experience is there a game and, and you can't say the first one we we're we're tired of that answer too we know it's important but what's the what's the game on the schedule just from a from a hey stadium from a team you know obviously playing in Alabama playing against Alabama you've had that you know on your you you've done that but is there a game on the Huskers schedule that you're saying okay this is going to be pretty cool I can't wait to, to play there
1: yeah, I think um, the home game against OU or the game at Michigan. I think those two are two that really like I'm really looking forward to for sure. Because when I like found out the schedule this year and I saw those games or really every schedule, every game on the schedule, I'm looking forward to. But those two specifically is kind of like crazy to me because like that's when I realized like now I'm like playing big boy football. Like this is this is exactly what like you dream of as a kid growing up. So I think those two games for sure, I think are going to, you know, going to be surreal for me once it comes. I'm excited.
0: I was just, I was listening to something earlier today and it came up against, you know, the idea of Nebraska and having Oklahoma come here. And, you know, it's been that long and the history and and everything that goes into it. And it just kind of, it gets you excited as a fan, um, you know, I know you guys have a job to do in game-by-game game, uh, mentality, but just I just can't imagine for you, you know, you're going to have home games before that, but just the, the sound, It's what is it, Fox's big noon game? I mean, there's just so much that's going to go into that, um, you know, and just being able to come through that tunnel for that moment. That's got to be – it's got to get you guys – not that it's hard – to to compartmentalize that and, and stay on in the moment, but that's got to be pretty cool to anticipate what that might be like. And then, like you said, going up to Michigan and playing, you know, in front of 109,000 in the big house, that's, you know, those opportunities, you know, not very many, not very many people get that. So.
1: Right. Yeah, no, I'm definitely, I mean, like you said, just the spring game alone. I remember walking to the we saw the, <laughs> in the spring game and I was like, man, like I had goosebumps going through that. so I was like, I can you know, imagine what it's going to be like when we have, and house, oh, and you at home? Like that's gonna be pretty dope. But I feel like, like you said though, it's we have a job to do when it comes to game day. So I was actually talking to my mom and dad about this before. I was saying how, you know, like, for them, like, game days are fun and stuff. But for me, sometimes they're like not stressful. But I'm just like you have to be in a different type of mindset. You know what I mean? Because it's like you know you have to go out there and you know know, make sure you're doing your job you know to that you're trustworthy for your coaches and you've got your teammates back so it's definitely like there's a fine line you gotta find the happy medium you know know when to lock in and when it's when it's go time but still I'm still looking forward to that that atmosphere that game day atmosphere when we have you know OU at home for that noon game
0: do you, uh, do you think your parents are going to have a chance to come out, and, or whether it's a home game or an away game, to, to see you in person to, to play for the Huskers?
1: Yeah, actually, fortunately, my parents will be at every single game this fall. So I'm very blessed to be able to have them. Um, they're going to be at every home game, every away game. So that they did that. They've been at every game that I've actually ever had since I was little. Um, Damn, so. My dad actually – my dad missed some when I was, like, youth football because he was a Marine, so he was deployed. I remember, like, he deployed twice to Afghanistan. But other than that, my whole, like, high school, um, varsity career, junior college, Mexico State, they haven't missed a game. So, it's I'm very fortunate they're going to be able to be at every game this year.
0: Very cool. Tell your dad thank you from us, by the way. Right. Yeah. Doing doing what he does. That's that's awesome. I mean, that's amazing though, going to you know, every game, every home and away. That's really so they're going to Ireland, I take it. Or is that the is that Actually, the plan no. too? Oh one. I I forgot about that one. But no, I don't think
1: they'll be going to that one. But yeah. Okay.
0: That's not... a that's a big that's a big ask. I get that. I get yeah. that. <laughs>
2: Yeah, that, I mean, that's that's super awesome that they're able to support you in different things like that and being able to be at the games home and away. I mean, it'll be an experience for them and experience for you as well. Um, there's there's obviously a lot of expectations when you transfer into a school for yourself. Hey, obviously, I'm transferring to a school to ingratiate myself in the culture and play and then, you know, obviously get to where I want to be. There's been a lot of expectations from you know outside media members like Damon Benning's the big one here in Omaha, who thinks very highly of you and considers you one of the top four receivers on the roster. What do expectations like that feel like for you? Is that just a hey, I'm gonna do what I can to prove you right? Um, I'm gonna prove the haters wrong. What kind of mentality do you have when you start hearing stuff like that?
1: Um, honestly, I really don't like. Try not to really dip into like the media aspect of um, that type of stuff, whether it's good news or you know bad news. I don't really. Even if I do see it, it's kind of one of the, like I kind of laugh at it sometimes if it's bad, just because it's like not a lot of people really like truly know what goes into a football program like this and like what you know we experience as players on a day-to-day basis. So I definitely. I guess at the end of the day use it as motivation and you know for the people who may doubt me like I'm gonna do everything in my power to prove you wrong but you know people who do support me and do you know have high hopes for me like I appreciate that a lot and I'm gonna do everything in my power to make sure you know I prove you right so I just don't really get into that too much just because it's I don't know it's just a lot different for me like I it's a lot different when some people don't fully know exactly what goes on. So I just try and stay, don't let that really get like to my head too much.
0: How's, uh, how's your, um, connection with the, uh, with the other wide receivers in your room been since you've gotten here? Is it something, do you guys push each other? You know, you said, you're not going to, you're not too worried about what other, uh, people outside the program think you're obviously trying to, to make sure that your coaches are, are, uh, uh, content with what you're doing, pushing you, stuff like that. How's that – how's the receiver room uh, for you, that transition, been?
1: It's been really good. Um, All of us, we get along really well, and we definitely do push each other. I mean, every day when we're, you know, out running routes or doing individual drills, stuff like that, like, we're always giving each other, you know, pointers and tips and stuff, just little things to help each other elevate, like, our game and stuff. So everybody, you know, in the room – we're already really, I feel, a tight-knit group, which is really good. So um, it's been honestly a really smooth transition. I, I enjoyed being around all the other receivers and stuff like that because we definitely make each other better every day.
0: Who's the, uh, who's the wide receiver in that room that that's kind of flat-out surprised you when you guys got out the first couple of days? And running routes, you know, catching, catching balls, whatever it might be, is there somebody that you kind of like, I did not expect that coming out of that kid?
1: Um, uh, I don't know. I don't really think there would be like a specific person just because of the fact that like coming in, I expected everybody in the room to like have elite skills and be able to play ball. So like, this is power five football. So I, when I went out there for the first time, I actually got to work out with the guys and run routes with them and stuff. I it was kind of, like I expected everybody to be, you know, be good, and so it wasn't like a specific person who surprised me because I feel like everybody in the room can has the potential to play on a Saturday. So it's just like one of those things where it's just a matter of I guess who, but everybody is really good. Like they say at this level, everybody's really good. It just comes down to details and stuff like that. So um, yeah, I wouldn't say there was like a specific person though that jumped out to me. Everybody has a lot of talent.
0: We got to, I got to ask I got to keep digging then what separates you what separates you from those guys we get it. everybody everybody's really good night. you're a few, you're a future politician that was beautifully answered <laughs> you're you're a good te- you're a good teammate but like what separates you though i mean not everybody's your size not everyone has your speed but is your footwork on point is it your hands what what do you think gives you the edge and got you to nebraska kind of just i'm trying to find a way that you have to answer this question
1: I would say two biggest things just one uh my work ethic and like my attention to detail I really strive on like doing exactly what is asked of me if not more but you know as far as like receiver play I try and you know make sure I'm really fine with my details because that's what separates you from I feel like a lot of other receivers at any level that you're playing at is when you do the little things right, then you're going to notice a difference for sure. And just my work ethic. I just feel like hard work just takes you a long way in anything you do. And I feel like my dad, my dad instilled that in me at a young age. And that's something that like I really take pride in. And he always tells me, you know, wherever you go, whatever team you're playing for, like don't ever let anybody say you didn't work hard or you're not a hard worker. So I think, That goes a long way because not a lot of people realize, you know, how much work really goes into this stuff. And, you know, if I can be a guy, a teammate that, you know, people look at and see, like, okay, like this dude, he's always on point. Like, he's always working hard. He's not one of the, he's not just slacking off. He never, you know, is being a hypocrite and telling us to do something. He's not doing it or something like that. So I think those two things are probably what well, I would say, separate me from a lot of players. Not on the team, like not just on the team, just in general, like, you know, across the country.
2: No, that's awesome. I, I think Nebraska is getting a guy that they're going to be uh, not only impressed with on the field, but off the field as well. I, I think we're getting a tremendous human being in yourself. Um, I just got one last thing, and then we'll see if Fitz has got anything. Um, Isaiah, what do you have for us, Nation? just... What are a couple of things that we can expect to see from you this year? Um, you know, you don't have to put any, hey, I'm going to catch 1,100 yards or anything like that. Just what What are some things that we can expect to see from you this year um, just just as a player and, and different things like that?
1: Um, honestly, I would say you – know, I'm not going to promise any specific numbers, like you said. No, of
2: course, not. We don't want to put numbers on it, but yeah.
1: – Heisman, we're just saying right now. (laughs) (laughs) I promise you, I mean, Husker Nation is going to get somebody who works their tail off and somebody who is going to make plays. I'm going to make plays. I feel like I have that playmaking ability, and I feel like that's something that is, um, I guess, it's somewhat rare, I feel like, to find, within uh, a lot of players, like at this level, at any level, really. But, you know, I feel like uh, I'm definitely going to shock some people, open some eyes, um, and just make plays and be somebody that hopefully kids and Lincoln and kids across the country can look up to. So,
2: Yeah, I definitely think we're getting that kind of guy that, you know, it's it's one of those guys that, you know, you can build a culture with. And I I think that that's what we're getting with, with you, Isaiah. And, and I couldn't be more excited that number one, you're healthy. um, And number two, that you're able to get out there, play the game, uh, be able to do what you wanted to be able to do and accomplish. So um, I think your story is tremendous um, from from where you've been to where you're at. So um, personally, I couldn't thank you enough for for being here and spending the hour with us and talking with us and helping us get to know you a little bit more as not only a football player, but as a human being. So um, I think it was great for you to come on with us tonight. Um, Fitz, do do you got anything else?
0: No, just uh like you said very very impressed uh, i I want to call you a young man, but you 're not i mean you're you're you 're a veteran in the college football game i 'm um, old enough to say that, but uh, you, you obviously have some really, really good parents, done a really really good job, um, had some great coaches, it sounds like, but your own willingness to put in the work that 's necessary and not be content with stopping at 10 and just continuing to go, to go forward. And I want to kind of come back to, you talked about your tattoo, you're betting on yourself, uh, the lyrics that you talked about. Um, you, you kind of find those motivational moments, you find those quotes. Um, and not that you need that to push you, but I guess connecting to that, what's the, what's the song that you want to be played when you step out on that field the first time we, we kind of joke around about football players having, um, you know, walk up songs like baseball guys. But what's that song that you would have Husker Vision play for you when you're announced going out on the field first game Memorial Stadium? And you know, I'm just going to say it. I'm guessing the first play that you're out there, you'll probably catch a touchdown. But, you know, no pressure. Um, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll, I'll make sure I reach out to Whipple with that. But uh, what's that what's that song uh, that you would want to have played for you?
1: Um it'd probably be between uh hold on, I gotta look up who it's by. It's
2: I feel like we're gonna have similar taste in music. So fingers crossed. We me, me and Ernest were we're or were, we're right in lockstep. So let's see if we're in lockstep here. It's, can I say, me, can I say music, me Zach, can I say me too? Zach, can I say me too? No, God no, you won't know any of this music.
1: It would probably between be between uh the Way I Live by Baby Boy the Prince. Okay. Or Here I go by Mystical.
2: Oh wow. Okay. We're it's going old. a little bit older than that. Fitz, yeah. do you do you, under, do you know who these these um musicians are? 50% I did. I'm I'm interested. Which fifty percent? Mystical. Huh. Well danger.
0: <laughs> I I can I can't say I can tell you any songs, I'm just saying I've I've heard
2: of them. <laughs> I, I'm <laughs> I'm glad you've actually heard of something that's not country
0: oh see i'm not even gonna i'm not even gonna oh my goodness come on now we're gonna have time
2: we're gonna have time to break that down on the iowa podcast it's fine no big deal at all we won't we won't hold up isaiah anymore with our (laughs) Um, yeah we'll go ahead and let our guest get out of here for the evening isaiah thanks so much again for joining us um it truly appreciate it um, Husker Nation is getting an absolute grinder and a stud. in Isaiah Garcia Castaneda, remember that name? You're going to be hearing that a lot this season. So, um, Isaiah, thanks again. Uh, For me, Fitz, Blake, uh, we appreciate it, man. Thank you so much. Thank, Thank you. you. Good luck.
1: Thank you. Thank you. All right.
0: Members of the congregation, let's raise our Kool-Aid-filled glasses and drink to all the things that were, are, and forever will be Nebraska Cornhuskers go big red